0: Welcome. To Disney Deciphered A podcast helping you save money Time and stress As you plan your Disney vacation On today's episode We take a look at Six hotels you might want to visit If you're taking a break From the parks Find old episodes of this podcast At DisneyDeciphered.com Apple Podcasts Google Play Stitcher Spotify Or anywhere you find podcasts And we'd really appreciate it If you could leave us A positive review Shout out and thank you To Mrs. Kim Hawaii For your recent review If you'd like to support the podcast You can check us out On Patreon.com Slash DisneyDeciphered Where you can subscribe To receive bonus content Or you can support the podcast At no cost to you By using me as your travel agent Get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net today and I can help you plan your trip. If you have questions for the podcast, email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us at www.deciphered on Twitter, or find us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies.
1: And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes.
0: Welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we thought it would be fun to talk about hotels that are worth visiting uh, even if you're not staying there now the thing with disney world hotels right now is that like technically you're not supposed to visit a hotel i'm not sure if they've updated the website or not but if you're driving uh, you cannot kind of get into a hotel's parking lot unless you have a dining reservation basically that's like the only way to get in or if you're staying there however in reality you can visit most disney world hotels via walking uh, via Disney transportation, like a bus or monorail or Skyliner or whatever. So before we get started, just to say like, that's how you can visit Disney hotels. And we thought it would be fun to pick six Disney hotels that we feel like are worth visiting, even if you're not staying there, whether it be to check it out, maybe for a future stay or to have some fun uh, on an off day or something like that. You know, if you're having a resort day, but don't want to stay at your own resort the whole entire time, what are some hotels that are worth checking out? So we each picked three hotels and Leslie, Why don't you kick us off? What's your first hotel that you think is worth visiting, even if you're not staying there?
1: So this probably comes to no surprise to frequent listeners, but I'm picking the Polynesian because... Of course, I love all things tiki and Hawaiian and all of that, but it really is just a lovely resort. It's one of the originals of Walt Disney World, so it's sort of part of the history, and there's so much to to do and see and eat there. I mean, it's got some great restaurants, Ohana and Kona Cafe, and then, of course, we can't forget Trader Sam's. That's my favorite place to go get a cocktail at all of Disney World, and a great place to when there are fireworks shows to watch the fireworks from afar they pipe in the music on the outdoor seating area there so it's just a a beautiful hotel sort of of the original disney vintage that's been updated and a lot to see and then some great views of you know magic magic kingdom as well from from the beach area there and gorgeous lobby to wander i don't know you you love the poly too right joe
0: Yeah, I do love it. We should note that Trader Sam's is not open right now. Trader Sam's and Jungle Cruise are in this uh, reimagining phase right now, so we'll see what happens. I mean, I'm sure it's still going to be a ton of fun when it finally reopens. Now, some other stuff I love about the Poly is Pineapple Lanai, I think is what it's called, but that's where you can get a Dole Whip if you want. And it is going through a big renovation right now, and the entire monorail station is going to be brand new, and it looks really good, like just the frame of it. So right now, to get there, you're going to have to walk over from the transportation and ticket center or have a dining reservation and take a, an Uber or something like that or take a bus. But I agree. Polly is a great place to check out. I mean, it's just a great resort to walk around. And yes, that lobby cannot be beat.
1: All right, Joe. Well, what do you have for us? What's your first pick?
0: All right, so I will stay around uh, Magic Kingdom to kick things off. And I will say Wilderness Lodge. Now, I know that you have a similarly themed hotel in the Grand Californian at Disneyland, but Wilderness Lodge is just actually, you know what? You do so much of a better job of explaining the decor. Can you explain what Wilderness Lodge in Grand California and what that theming concept is?
1: So it's arts and crafts, but it's sort of like there's sort of a national parks overlay to those hotels. I mean, they're built in the in the same vein as the Iwani Hotel and some of the original national park lodges out there. So it's kind of a sub style, all of its own. And anybody who goes to all these Western national parks will recognize it immediately.
0: Now, if you're at Disney World over the holidays, Wilderness Lodge has one of the best Christmas trees. so You should definitely check it out then. But even besides that, you know, there's a lot of popular restaurants there. Whispering Canyon is a lot of fun. Uh, You can check out way back when we had an episode of like kind of... Uh, kitschy or not gimmicky, but like fun dining at Disney World and Whispering Canyon is on there. They have some silly tricks that they do to keep your kids entertained while you're eating. But also a very popular restaurant is Geyser Point where you can overlook the water. There's a lot of outside seating and uh, you know it's one of those places that people love to go to. So there's a lot of nice restaurants to check out there. And then the decor is really great. And you can also take a boat there from the Magic Kingdom if you want. To visit. So, you know, it's just a really nice, relaxing place to go visit. Special shout out also to Fort Wilderness, even though uh, this is not on our list. We are hopefully going to be talking about that in the future with a uh, guest appearance. But yeah, back to Wilderness Lodge. I just think the decor and the ambiance there is a lot of fun. And the nice thing is, it's not super crowded since it is a little bit secluded from the rest of the resort. So, it's a great place to check out when you are taking a break from the parks. Leslie, anything else about Wilderness Lodge before we move on?
1: Yeah, I totally agree, Joe. We checked it out. My family did on our last family trip to Walt Disney World. And there are a couple of things that you can do there. I mean, in normal non-COVID times, I don't know if they're running right now, but there are Surrey bikes for rent. And I think you can get out on a boat as well. So there's some activities there that we kind of at least checked out, um, didn't do, but for future trips. But that was definitely one that we just enjoyed kind of walking through and letting our jaw drop. Even the kids enjoyed it. So two thumbs up for that as well.
0: Lovely. All right. So what is the second hotel on your list, Leslie?
1: So the second hotel on my list is... Animal Kingdom Lodge. And this isn't one of my favorite hotels to stay in because, as we all know, I am somebody who likes to spend every waking moment in the theme parks. And I find Animal Kingdom Lodge is a little too far away for my preferences, especially if I want to go spend a lot of time in Epcot or Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios. It's just too much transportation time. But the hotel is just Lovely And just one of those awe-inspiring lobbies when you walk in. Fantastic restaurants, Sanaa and Boma. Those are, you know, places to definitely plan a fancier night out. I mean, kid-friendly, but also a fancier night out. And and, uh, some really good food at those restaurants. Then, of course, there are the amazing views of the animals off of the back patio, as it were, (laughs) you could just walk out through the lobby and out the back. And there's the savanna right there where you can see giraffes and all sorts of other animals right there. And of course, if you have one of those rooms, you can see them from your from your balcony. But even if you're not staying there, I mean, it's a great free way to see the animals, get in a little extra time with them on a non-park day. And then in non-COVID times, there are quite a few activities and kind of mini shows in the lobby themselves, things that kids can do, showing off African arts and crafts and music. So it's a lobby that feels very much alive and a hotel that really is hopping with activity so so definitely worth a visit. And you can even just sort of hop over there maybe after kind of running out of things to do at Animal Kingdom itself because it's a short bus ride from there.
0: Definitely agree. And also just a little shout out to the art in Animal Kingdom Lodge is really beautiful. I mean, I guess the art at all Disney hotels is great, but Animal Kingdom Lodge's art really feels unique and stands out to me. And it's just nice to walk around uh, in the hallways, in the lobby, in some of their kind of, they have some seating lounge areas where you can overlook the Savannah and the art in there is top-notch, really great to check out. So definitely love Animal Kingdom Lodge.
1: All right, Joe, well, moving along, what else do you have for us?
0: All right, so I'm going to do our one value resort recommendation, and that is Art of Animation. To get there, you can just take the Skyliner from Hollywood Studios or Epcot. You take it to Caribbean Beach Resort, and then you transfer over to Art of Animation. Now, this recommendation is really only if you have younger kids, but if you do have younger kids, I do think in general it is going to be worth it, except for maybe in the summer months because this is more of an outdoor exploration. For starters, one thing I love about Art of Animation is when you are taking the Skyliner there, you are traveling over what is called Hourglass Lake. The lake between Art of Animation and Pop Century looks like an hourglass. And just coming in over the water is a really cool effect. Uh, It looks really great. You feel like, I mean, you're not super low on the water, but it kind of feels like you're like skimming over the water. And so I really love kind of that entry into Art of Animation itself. And then when you get to Art of Animation, it is one of the most movie-themed hotels at Disney World. I think we've spoken many times in the past about how Disney World hotel theming really only uses Disney characters at the Valley Resorts. I guess the uh, Star Wars Cruiser is gonna change all that. But up until that point, you you don't really see stuff from Disney movies in the Moderates or the Deluxe Resorts. It is at the Valley Resorts where you see that. And Art of Animation is definitely that. There are four different sections, Little Mermaid, Lion King, Finding Nemo, and Cars. And in each of those sections, there are great picture opportunities statues of different characters that your kids can take pictures with it's a lot of fun if your kids into cars they can go see all their favorite cars as they walk around the quiet pool is the cozy cone pool so it looks like the cozy cone motel so there's a lot of great theming there and art of animation has a nice food court so you can grab lunch there as well now it is a lot of walking outside so you might not want to do it in the middle of summer but i do think art of animation is just a nice place to walk around especially if you have young kids who are going to enjoy this stuff from the movies
1: That's a great tip, Joe, that I'm going to have to take your word for it because that's actually one of the few resorts I have never visited. I've stayed at Pop across the bridge many times and have never crossed it to go see Art of Animation. I've run out of time. So I'm going to add that to my list for our next trip.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think your son... Should go before he ages out, because even now, maybe he won't be uh, as impressed. But like for little kids, you know, it's it's like meeting the characters. I mean, you're never going to meet a Lightning McQueen that can talk to you. So you might as well take a picture of one that, uh, you know, is
1: static. Joe, you can meet one who can talk to you at Disneyland.
0: (laughs) Well, on this side of the Mississippi, then Leslie, on this side of the Mississippi. (laughs) right. But you got that. You got that. All right. So what is your third and final hotel, Leslie?
1: All right, well, I'm keeping it all in the deluxe family, I guess revealing my taste today. But my third choice is the Grand Floridian. And unfortunately, quite a lot of things at the moment are still paused at the Grand Flow. So this is kind of one of those recommendations to file away for, you know, a few months down the road. But there is just so much there. And of course, now there's a walking path between the Grand Floridian and the Magic Kingdom. So you can kind of get there on your own two feet and not have to wait for transportation necessarily, which might allow more people to kind of stroll on over and and check it out. As far as restaurants go, in in normal times, I don't think any hotel has as many really good food choices as the the Grand Floridian does. There's, of course, the very, very uber-expensive fine dining of Victorian Alberts, but there's very good food, both at Citrico's and Narcoozy's, and then, of course, a character meal, in 1900 park fair that's not open at the moment, but that's great. And then there's the princess tea in normal times that, you know, you can take your princess loving little ones to. There's just such great ambiance. The lobby is just breathtaking. And, you know, there's usually a piano player and there's the old school elevator that going up in the middle of the lobby. I mean, it's just one of those beautiful old old hotels. It's in the, the style of the Hotel Del Coronado out in San Diego. So uh, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful and definitely one that people enjoy just kind of sitting in the lobby and enjoying the ambiance and seeing some of the different happenings going on. And I'm hoping a lot more of those will be coming back soon.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, a lot of the entertainment in the lobby is missing right now. You know, there used to be Prince Charming and Cinderella would do a dance. But then, of course... The best thing was the Grand Floridian Orchestra. I Sorry, I can't remember the exact name of it. I think that might be what it's called. But they used to play music in the lobby at different hours during the day. But unfortunately, they have been let go for now and are not currently playing. Crossing fingers, here's hoping, as Disney's moving back to normal, they will get their jobs back because that was really great for the ambiance at the Grand Floridian. And I want to give a quick shout out. Uh, I guess we'll name all of Grand Floridian's restaurants or almost all of them. But Gasparilla's, which is their quick service restaurant, is very good. And then we ate at Grand Floridian Cafe, my daughter and I, on our last trip in may and that was great or april and that was really great as well and we were able to eat outside so yeah two thumbs up to the grand floridian now one reason why we can recommend all the deluxes for the hotels to visit when you're not staying there is because even if you can't afford to stay there like we rarely can afford to stay there it's nice to visit and enjoy that luxury without having to pay the dollars that would cost to stay there
1: Totally agree. This is how you can hack a deluxe vacation on a value resort budget. All right, Joe, you have one more for us. What's your third choice?
0: All right. So I wanted to pick a hotel that would be nice to watch fireworks from when they hopefully come back soon. By the way, the Poly is a great place to do that uh, on the beach. And so my third resort that I chose was Coronado Springs Resort. And I am specifically just going to focus on the Grandestino Tower. I definitely think it's worth checking out. Now, my last recommendation, Art of Animation, was more for kids. Coronado Springs, I'm going to recommend more if you are an adult because there are multiple bars and places to eat in Grandestino Tower without even having to leave the tower that are great as kind of like an adult nightlife sort of thing, a little bit more chill than Disney Springs. And the kind of crown jewel of that is... Toledo, which is a tapas place, and Dahlia, which is a lounge. And they are on the top floor of the Grand Destino Tower, and they both offer great views of the fireworks when they come back. And so I definitely recommend checking out the Grand Destino Tower. There are other bars. There's the Three Bridges Bar, which you would have to actually leave the tower, but it's outside. It is at the center of Three Bridges in the middle of the big lake at Coronado Springs. But all you need to know about Coronado Springs Resort which I reference all the time, is that when the NBA did their bubble there, that is where they put the best teams because that is what Disney feels like is its best hotel right now. Even Grand Floridian only got the second best teams during the NBA bubble. So check out Coronado Springs, especially when fireworks come back. You can go up to Toledo or Dahlia Lounge and enjoy those fireworks. And so that is my final recommendation.
1: Great pick, and I, I do love the lobby of the Grand Destino Tower. Got to check it out on my last trip, and definitely just fun to see what's new. You know, obviously it's not the newest anymore because Riviera has joined since then, but it is always fun to go see the latest construction at Disney.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about putting Riviera on there, but I knew you had three deluxes, so, you know, I wanted to uh, mix it up a little bit.
1: Well done, Joe. Serving everybody. I appreciate that. All right, Joe, well, let's close this out with our traditional Disney do or don't?
0: All right, so my Disney do. Now, we talked about visiting all these resorts, even if you're not staying there, uh, checking them out. I want to give a Disney do or at least a do consider. I think especially... For the people who are going to Disney World for the first time in a long time, a lot of times when you check out these different resorts, it's really tough to choose one to stay at because they all look so fun and they all look so good. I think if it works for your family, definitely do consider doing a split stay. If you're staying there for a week, maybe do the first couple nights at one resort and then switch to another resort for the last few nights. Disney makes it relatively easy. Yes, you do have to pack to get from resort to resort, but you can drop your stuff off at Bell Services for one and get it at the other resort. We were talking today about where to visit if you're not staying there, but if you are considering staying at a Disney World resort, but you can't make up your mind which one, definitely think about doing a split stay. It doesn't work for all families, but as your kids get older, you know it might be something that works for you.
1: Totally agree. We've done quite a few split stays and it's nice to just check out two different locations and, you know, definitely gives you a chance to try, a, you know, a deluxe resort without completely blowing your overall vacation budget. You know, we often will split between a value and a deluxe, so sort of getting both ends of the spectrum and coming out somewhere in the middle on our overall price.
0: Exactly. Now, those are the six resorts we chose, and we kind of focused on resorts we've been to before. If you have resorts that you think are worth checking out, even if you're not staying there, please let us know, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, DisneyDeciphered. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you at Dahlia Lounge Grand Destino Tower. Let's watch those fireworks. Bring fireworks back, you cowards.
1: Thanks, Joe.